The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. So you're just asking like in a DCF, why do you have to discount it back by the number of years? Is that what you're asking? Um, just that like six months aspect of it. I'm a little bit confused on that. So the mid-year, the mid-year convention. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to break out my whiteboard for this. Give me one second. So first of all discounting right so in a dcf oops the concept is that you have to discount back your cash flows right but and the reason we discount back the cash flow is like the idea is that the value of a business is basically just the sum of all the future cash flows that this business will generate right it's kind of like if i told you i was going to give you a hundred dollars a month for the next 12 months and i asked you how much would that be worth you would say oh that's worth a thousand two hundred dollars right it's the same idea so if i told you hey you can own this business that's going to generate hundred dollars a month you know for the next 12 months like how much is this business worth like most people would say twelve hundred dollars right because you're going to get a hundred dollars a month for 12 months now the other concept is time value of money right where a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow, right? Because like, if I had told you, hey, I'll give you a hundred dollars today, or I'll give you a hundred dollars a year from now, which one would you rather have? You would rather have a hundred dollars today, right? Because if I give you a hundred dollars today, you can go and invest that money, right? Oops, so a hundred dollars today versus hundred dollars one year from now right? Everyone would choose this every single time. Because why? You can go invest $100 today such that one year from now, it's going to be worth more than $100, right? Like, even if I put it in some super safe investment, that's going to pay me just 5% a year, you know, a year from now, I'm going to have 105 versus just 100, right? So that's why a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. And so when you're dis when you're when you're adding up all the future cash flows of the business, you have to discount all of the future cash flows back. And the longer, the further out the cash flow is, the more you have to discount it, right? Because the further out it is, let's assume all the cash flows were hundred dollars. The further out the cash flow is, the the less valuable it is, right? Now coming to your question then, which is the mid-year convention. So typically, if you don't do the mid-year convention, then what happens is um, if we say, okay, we're gonna discount, like if we say this company has $100 of cash flow every year, 
into perpetuity. Okay. Um, when you discount, when you discount it back in the DCF without doing mid-year convention, what you're actually like, you're discounting the first year's cash flow back by one year, right? And then you're discounting the second one back by two years. And the third one, you're discounting back by three years, four years, five years, right? But what this is really saying is, um, and then there's like year zero, okay, which is today, right? So let's pretend, what are we right now? 2021, right? Let's say right now is we're at the end of the year, 1231-2021, okay? When you discount it without doing the mid-year convention, what you're saying is this cash flow is happening at the end of the first year, which is 1231-2022. You're saying this happening at 1231-2023. This is happening at 1231-2024. This is 2025. This is 2026. Oops. Okay. So that's fine, but in reality, if you think about the if you think about a business and the way they generate their free cash flow, most of the time they're like making a little bit of money every day throughout every single day of the year, right? Most businesses don't just make all of their money on the last day of the year and then do nothing for the first 364 days, right? So by, by, by discounting the cash flow this way, you're essentially saying the $100 is always coming in on December 31st of every single year. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Which doesn't make sense, right? So by doing the mid-year convention, all you're doing is you're saying, no, 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 we're gonna do 6.30 of every year, oops. 6.30 of 23, 6.30 of 24, so on and so forth, right? 6.30 of 25, 26. Why do you use 6.30? Because that's halfway through the year. That's like the midpoint of the year. And why do you choose the midpoint? Because if there were 365 days in a year, let's pretend this $100 cash flow is actually like $365 of free cash flow per year, just for ease of calculation, okay? I can basically say it's $1 a day for 365 days, right? And then if I were to discount all of these back by the exact number of days back to present value, you can just take the average or the midpoint, which is gonna be 630, right? It's like if, if, the, entire, if the entire cash flow just came in halfway through the year on that one day, then you would, you would, that's like a more fair way to calculate like the discount period. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I got it. So it's pretty much like the first, like on the, for example, like the first year, the whatever amount was received on the last day of the year would be discounted at a heavier discount rate than what would be received like in the middle of the year, pretty much. And that's what it accounts right. for. 
So okay. now your denominator, now your the exponent in your denominator is 0 0.5 lower, right? So that means the denominator is going to be smaller, which means that cash flow is going to be worth more, which means you're going to get a higher sum when you sum everything up, which means you get a higher valuation, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.